This is a tangent special. Discomfort Zone, the art of stepping out of your comfort zone to pivot in business and in life, and the science of changing your mind when you are faced with new facts and acquire new experiences. What's something that you've changed your mind about recently and how did you go about it? Starting us off today on this tangent special is Zach Ahrens, general partner and co-founder at Metaprop. I used to be convinced that there was not enough capital and that it was just frankly too hard technologically to get some of these really, really challenging deep tech products to market, whether it's like a low carbon cement solution. And because of that, I was very hesitant to even look at investing in those types of companies because we're long-term investors, but long-term for us means 10 years. It doesn't mean 20 years. And what I'm seeing now, and I, I would say I've changed my mind about it, is I believe that the there's been a significant compression in time to market, one, because of sort of Moore's Law and technological advancement, and two, just because of the flood of capital going into it, where I would say my confidence and conviction as it relates to investing in those types of companies has, has gone way up that I, I still haven't rushed head on and done a lot of those deals. But that's something that, that I definitely, and you know, I, I don't have an identity associated with any single position I have. And so, and people, when people start to work with me, they actually find it pretty crazy because I'll be going off for like 20 minutes about how much I love a company and how great it is and how big the TAM is and how great the product is. And then I'll hear one piece of data from one of my colleagues and I'll say, you know what? You're right. Let's just pass. Let's just get rid of it. <laughs> and people think that's crazy because people expect me to have such an attachment to my views where I just have an attachment to the process. And so if someone shows me data, I'm very happy to change my mind. And there's a great Adam Grant book about how important it is to frequently reassess, change your mind. It's important to have conviction, certainly. Um, there's a you know strong opinions weekly held, right? It's like, I'm going to have conviction and I'm going to be full-throated about it until someone shows me a piece of data that is to the contrary. And then if I agree with that piece of data, I'm going to be just as quick to change my mind and admit that I was completely wrong about it. Because at the end of the day, I'm confident enough in my own abilities as an investor where being wrong one time is not going to tank my career or my perception of myself or my self-worth or my prominence in the industry. And now, Nick Romito's response, founder and CEO at VTS. So I, I think probably like a lot of CEOs was very much in the mind that if you were not in the office, you just genuinely were not working at all. Like you were playing Nintendo or whatever. I actually now believe it's not true. I think there, I think like one day a week or, or something in that line is actually healthy to be home and working because there's like, there is heads down work that is actually effective for people that when you are being you know interrupted can be less productive. So I, I think that's, it, it might seem like a small change. I was like, no, no, you're not here. You're not working. This is what Renders Warehouse CEO and Appreciate President Kevin Ortner responded. I don't know how recently you want, but this is certainly recent, and COVID plays a role in, in how timelines move in our head. 
and this has been a shifting perspective, and I'm still kind of fully getting my arms around the new perspective. But to be honest with you, for being a young guy, uh, my view on remote work and hybrid work has changed tremendously recently. Um, I was absolutely a loved people in the office all the time kind of guy. I'm a big believer in collaboration, um, not micromanagement, not for those reasons, but having people together, creating strategy and solving problems and doing those kind of things. And when COVID hit uh, in 2020, I absolutely hated sending everyone home, becoming a remote company. Now, fortunately, we were in a great position because of our technology to do so almost overnight. Uh, but it was tough. And I said, great, we're going to do this for two weeks and we're going to come back. And of course, that became 30 days and that became three months and that became we're still a very much remote and hybrid company today. And um, my viewpoints have changed on that tremendously. Uh, had you interviewed me two years ago, I would have said, yeah, we want to absolutely have people in the office. I, I'm a big believer in that. I still am. But with that's evolved to how do we create a hybrid uh, environment and workforce and utilize technology to achieve the same goal? This is what Steve Eisman, legendary big short investor, had to say. Uh, the thing that comes to mind is 2002. I, I was involved with a company called Household International, which was one of the original old-time subprime lenders. They did subprime housing, subprime auto, and it had been around for a very, very long time. And I had, oh, through my research, developed evidence that the company was really, in my opinion, engaged in massive consumer fraud. They were basically tricking on the mortgage side, tricking consumers into believing that, that they rate, the rate that they were paying was significantly lower than the rate that they were actually paying. And I, I was actually shocked by it. And it really kind of changed me because it made me realize something that I now think of as, as obvious, but I was just not attuned to back then, which is that there can be really bad actors in this world who run companies who try and take advantage of people. Sometimes they do so legally, sometimes they do so, so illegally. But they engage in very unethical practices. And it really kind of changed the way I looked at things from that time on. Moving on to remarks by Noah Isaacs, co-founder at Bowery Valuations. What's something that you've changed your mind about? What's a perspective that, that you've changed uh, recently uh, and how did you go about it? I wouldn't say it's so recent, but I would say over the course of starting Bowery, one of the things that I've changed my mind most about is what it means to be an empowering leader. When I started, the last thing that I wanted was to be overbearing and micromanaging my people, right? Like you hire really smart people to enable them to be successful, not to tell them what to do. I think that led to me being too hands-off and just saying, hey, if I'm going to empower these people, that means let them do whatever they want. And over time, what I came to realize, at least for myself and for Bowery, is that empowering your really incredible team means setting them up to be successful, which doesn't always mean being hands-off. Sometimes it means being very hands-on, but really focusing on how do I make my people as successful as they can be, as opposed to let them do whatever they want. Those are two very different things in my mind. And I think that represents a pretty meaningful shift in my style as a leader. And finally, Imran Narani, Chief Strategy Officer at Peak Power. A perspective that I changed my mind about recently is actually diversity. I think it's really, really important as a lens for everything that you do. So, you know, I know that we live in a diverse world. I know that there are many different types of people and you want to get, you know, everyone bringing their authentic self to do everything that they do. 
But that thinking actually needs to expand in basically every facets of your life. And, you know, it's funny, I was just thinking about it from a micro perspective. I wore a different color sweater the other day. And it was it was like a mustard color sweater. And everybody commented when I was on virtual calls, they said, oh, it's a lovely sweater. And I compared it to wearing a white shirt, of which I own 40, <laughs> by the way, you know, because I do come, you know, sort of with this old baggage of, you know, how you should dress at work and things. And, you know, just having that standard uniform is also an indication of a lack of diversity or a lack of diverse thinking. And wearing a sweater, as simple as that, really allowed people to talk about and express themselves in a diverse way. Now, let's expand that to the problem I just talked about, you know, which is I wish someone would understand an electron before they thought about their usage. Well, really, no one needs to do that, but there are services that can be done. It's really about language translation, right? Like if you think about diversity, the grid speaks in a language, the building operator speaks in a language, the engineers speak in a certain language, the hardware OEMs speak in a different language. And you can't just expect that all of these people are going to come together. That's a lot of diversity that needs to come together. So really, you know, when I, I started to think about it, I'm like, this is the same problem. It's just everyone speaking a different language. It's a diversity problem, you know? And so the software algorithms are not about like optimizing for economic and environmental benefit. It's about optimizing for different languages. And I started to take an equity diversity lens to really like everything I do now, you know, and it is fundamentally changing the way I eat. It's fundamentally changing the way like I wake up in the morning, you know, and I didn't think it would have such a profound impact on my life, but I'm really liking this journey now. And it was definitely a big change in thinking just from a year ago. Thank you for tuning in to this tangent special, Discomfort Zone. Don't forget to follow, rate, and review Tangent wherever you get your podcasts and share the show with a friend. This episode was produced by Edward Cohen, edited by Daniel Mora, and narrated by me, Hannah, with Eloquent Echoes. And remember, collaboration is our superpower, so stay curious and always be learning. <laughs>